Welcome to the Truth Hurts Program. I'm Steve Z. Let's get right to it. Welcome back to the second edition of the April 8th, 2021 Truth Hurts Program with your host, Steve Z. Hey, that's me. Think about this for a moment. You're young, you're 18 to 28 years old. And since you left high school or since you dropped out of college, you've either worked at a fast food restaurant or as a wait staff member or busboy or a cook at a local restaurant. Bam! Suddenly, there's a Wuhan, China novel coronavirus running around and the restaurant that you work for got shut down. Now you're left wondering where your next paycheck, hell, your next meal, your next rent payment is gonna come from. Enter the Magic Democrats and their socialist stimulus programs. First, they let you file for unemployment, which is your right. But they know that that unemployment will only provide you with about 40 to 60% of what you were making while working at a job. So they tack on an additional $600 per week. Now you find that your income is much higher sitting home than it was working. That's not all. You don't have to worry about rude customers, messy tables, no late night shifts. Booyah! There's plenty more though. If you decide to not pay your rent, they made it law that you cannot be evicted. Booyah part two. More money you get to keep. Then to sweeten the pot, they send out a series of so-called stimulus checks. So first you get 1200, then 900, followed by $1,400. In free money? Tax-free? Booyah, 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 indeed. Now that things are relaxing and your former employer is trying desperately to reopen that restaurant, the last thing on your mind is going back to working at night, wearing those stupid black pants and white shirt uniforms, dealing with rude customers, rude bosses, messy plates, glasses, and tables. You got a taste of socialism, my friends, of government dependence, and you liked it. To hell with your boss. You remember when he made you work on your birthday, or the time he made you work a double shift, and you had to split all your tips with the other lazy waitresses and busboys. Ain't no way in hell you're going back. Not when you still don't have to pay your rent, and you still can't get evicted for not paying your rent. Not when you're still getting your regular unemployment check plus the now $400 a week bump. Not when you still have a few hundred stimulus dollars in the bank from the last two payments and you're still waiting on that next one to arrive. No, boys and girls, dining will likely be a much different scene for the foreseeable future for you and for me as people refuse to go back to their old jobs and the government refuses to take any action to stop the handouts, the bailouts, the giveaways, the outright government bonuses that will keep waitstaff cooks cleaners, busboys, etc., away from evil jobs in evil restaurants where they can't make $15 an hour. In the city of New Orleans and its surrounding metropolitan area, for example, it was reported by local media that there are currently over 50,000 job openings, most in the hospitality industry, and that has basically been shuttered for the past year under the crappy leadership of Democrat Mayor La Toilette Cantrell, as well as just across the Parish County line in Jefferson Parish by their foolish leader, Cynthia Lee Sheng. 
Cantrell is a race-baiting, back-tax-owing, liberal, Blafrican-American, double-A, 13% minority from out of town, and she got elected mayor, even though she was investigated for using her city credit card as a council person for personal use and owes back taxes out the wazoo. They elected her, and she continues to poorly run the city of New Orleans as she keeps her hand out, hoping the government under gropey Joe Biden and Camel Toe Harris will give her government bailout money as the infrastructure crumbles, as crime skyrockets. Right across the parish line is the Asian-American Sheng, daughter of the late Harry Lee, the former sheriff of Jefferson Parish, a highly respected, conservative, very Republican sheriff who had crime under control. But his embarrassment of a daughter, Cynthia Lee, continues to tarnish his family name, reputation, and lead the neighboring New Orleans community down a similar path to destruction and race pandering. She too has her hand out begging the Biden-Harris joke administration for stimulus money and bailout money, as both she and LaToya the destroyer of New Orleans continue to run off legitimate businesses continue to fall for the race-baiting, the pandering, and the lies, and continue to make excuses for failure instead of proposing solutions for success. It may be quite some time before your local restaurant gets back to normal, where you can get a decent meal at a decent table with a decent waitstaff. Bon appetit, my friends. If you can find a place to eat, that is. Steve Z and the Truth Hurts Program. The friendly skies may have just gotten a whole lot more dangerous. United Airlines has announced an initiative to make sure that the man or woman in the cockpit flying your next flight is racially and sexually diverse. Qualifications be damned. First of all, let me say that I don't give a short, shaky crap about the color of a pilot's skin, the nap of their hair, or what's between their legs when I'm flying. I want that pilot to be the best of the best, the most qualified, experienced pilot. After all, the idea of falling from 30,000 feet and a relative low chance of survival is not very appealing to your host. But United Airlines, in their leftist, race-baited, sexual awareness push to be more inclusive, has announced that they want to be more diverse in hiring pilots. Qualifications be damned. On Tuesday, United, the only major U.S. airline with its own flight school, called United Aviate Academy, announced its plan to train 5,000 new pilots by 2030. But here's the catch. The airline wants at least half of the pilots to be women and people of color. CEO Scott Kirby explained that his company wanted to increase diversity amongst its pilots because currently only 7% of the airline's pilots are female and only 13% are not white. Stop. Only 13% of the population is black, Mr. CEO. Just thought I'd point out those facts to you. Now in several hit pieces on liberal mainstream media news outlets, Tucker Carlson of the Fox News Channel is being bashed for doing a report. You see, Wednesday's installment of Tucker Carlson Tonight, the host said, safety is no longer the airline's top concern. 
identity politics is. He continued, the way people look is totally irrelevant. How they perform is all you should care about. Once you forget that, airplanes tend to crash. Hiring on the basis of irrelevant criteria will, over time, get people killed, and it will. We have to fight for the colorblind meritocracy for real. I mean, our lives depend on meritocracy. He would be correct. Carlson called United's initiative a combination of hyper-aggressive corporate HR department and left-wing political action committee, big on moral pronouncements and mandatory social engineering. United retaliated on Wednesday. They announced on Twitter, all the highly qualified candidates we accept into the academy, regardless of race or sex, will have met or exceeded the standards we set for admittance. But that must be a lie, boys and girls. You see, I, your host, don't think that for all the years that United has been in business, or any airline for that matter, that they have practiced pre-planned processes to only interview white male pilots? If it is a fact that all of the highly qualified candidates we accept into the academy regardless of race or sex will have met or exceeded the standards we set for admittance, that must mean that all the people who have applied over the past how many years? How many decades have they been in business? The only qualified ones who made it to the pilot seat were white? That must mean all the others were not qualified. I mean, that's just common sense. Most airline industry pilots have traditionally come from military aviation backgrounds. And believe me, boys and girls, I would much rather have a seasoned pilot who has likely experienced engine failure in a lowest bidder aircraft of the military during battle than some video game wizard kid who said he, she, or it got high score on the latest Nintendo flight game simulator. Tucker Carlson said the company was lying in their statement, and I believe he would be correct. Carlson said, we know they're lying, and you know it too, because in the airline business, there is only one standard that matters, and it's not race, it's not gender, it's competence. Now here's some actual factual numbers for you. In the United States, 93.7% of professional pilots happen to be white. 92.5% of them happen to be male. Now this is according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. But those facts aside, there are so-called social justice warriors who only see color, only see race, only see gender. And when they decide to champion their next cause, to destroy their next industry, to find their next victim, well, you know you're in for heap big trouble. Romello Walters is a social media manager for Fly for the Culture, an organization dedicated to diversifying the airline workforce. And Romello told CNN that many inner city children of color are not exposed to the aviation industry in their schools or their communities. Many also lack the tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars needed to attend a flight academy and become a licensed pilot. Okay, I went to school in a very diverse public school system for the first half of my youth. Yes, I said youth. I remember being white and having black kids sitting to my left and right and a Hispanic kid sitting behind me and an Asian kid sitting ahead of me and a few other white kids and a few other black kids and a few other Hispanics and a few other Asians. 
I don't ever recall being quote unquote exposed to the airline industry unquote. I don't ever remember pilot friendly coming to our school and saying, hello kids, when you grow up, would you like to be a pilot? No, we also did not have the tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars needed to attend a flight academy and become a licensed pilot, Romello Walters, you race-baiting prick. United says it will find applicants by partnering with the Organization of Black Aerospace Professionals Sisters of the Skies and the Latino Pilots Association as well as the Professional Asian Pilots Association. Now how come they can't have a white pilots association? Hmm? Oh, that would be racist. According to Shannon McLaughlin Morrison, the Assistant Director of Academics and Program Assessment at Ohio State University, hiring a more diverse workforce could help the aviation industry avoid a looming pilot shortage. In an article she wrote about the lack of airline diversity, she reported that Blafrican and female pilots cited a, quote, lack of mentors, lack of access to the industry, lack of resources, and a lack of people who look like you as barriers to entering and staying in the flight industry. <gasps> Heaven forbid you're a black female and you see a white pilot. That must make you want to quit, right? Wrong. If you are qualified, if you are properly trained and have the necessary flight hours, I don't give a damn if your skin is bleeding purple and orange stripes and your hair is metallic aluminum, and you don't have either a penis or a vagina, but rather some mechanical-looking non-protrusion between your legs, as long as you're qualified. But to forego the tradition of finding the most qualified in favor of finding someone with dark skin, or curly hair, or a flat nose, or the eyes, or who decides he wants to try and put his round peg into another round peg instead of a round hole, my friends, is going to cost lives. I can just see it now. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome aboard United Flight 666 with nonstop service from Hartfield Atlanta International Airport, home of woke coke and voter suppression laws on our flight one way to Washington DC the home of the former Washington football team whose name can no longer be mentioned due to their racist past and your wonderful new vice president Camel Toe Harris I'm your former white straight male pilot Brad Semington who has now been relegated to the services of flight attendant but guess what folks it's gonna be a full flight in some pretty bad weather today you can rest assured though we have a very diverse crew in the cockpit a black male, gay, transgender questioning pilot, and a recently divorced angry female Latina co-pilot, both with almost two and a half whole weeks of experience in flying you and your precious lives across the country. Don't worry, folks. Both of these individuals have checked all the right boxes in our pilot training program because not one of them is an evil white male like me, and neither of them have any actual military flight experience whatsoever. You should be extremely happy, however, that here at United Airlines, we have selected your flight crew today based on something much, much more important than experience or qualifications. We've selected them based on social justice engineering. 
They're minority. They're sexual diverse. They say they really, really, really want to give this pilot thing a shot as long as they see more people who look like them behind the cockpit. So please, take a Xanax, sit back, relax, and enjoy what we hope will be a crash-free flight today from one hood to the next hood. In the event of a water landing, rest assured that only the co-pilot can swim. And for our beverage services today, cervezas and malt liquor, taquitos and chicken wings will be made available if we reach a cruising altitude. Once again, thank you for flying diverse United Airlines, where skin color equity is the only thing that matters in the cockpit. Meanwhile, inside the cockpit... Lil Pookie, you know I'm gonna be back home tomorrow. It's just a one-night layover in D.C. Yeah, I know, that's where my ex-boyfriend lives, but he ain't gonna even know I'm in town. Hell, he don't even know I'm a pilot now. He think I'm still waiting tables over that restaurant where I met you, sweetness. No, Pookie, don't be getting all upset. Please don't leave me. I will be back in the morning. Hello? Hello? Pookie? Oh. What's the matter with you, Andrew? Did your boyfriend threaten to leave you again? I know because my Paco left me when I got this steady job flying this airplane. Sometimes it makes me so angry that I want to kill myself, you know? Oh, I'm sure he'll be coming back around, Florilita. We both got a bunch of home problems. But at least we got these jobs as pilots. And I sure am glad, because those white men that had applied had way more experience and scored much higher on the original test than I be done did. And now that they socially re-engineered the tests to favor minority candidates, you and me, we gets to fly. Isn't it marvelous? Yes, it is. I am look forward to this job flying, even though I never think about it before because nobody of Latino color ever come to the escuela in the barrio to discuss being a pilot before. So let's put our home life troubles aside and see if we can remember what buttons to push on the plane, okay? Okay, good luck. Our lives depend on it. Meanwhile, the passengers in the cabin here... Good morning from the flight deck. I'm sure all you passengers are going to be very, very happy to know that even though I've only been doing this for about two weeks, I am black, and I am gay, and I am thinking about becoming a transgender. Now please hold your applause till after the flight, and hope we get this bitch on the ground on the other side. But listen, I got a great Latina little girl working next to me as the co-pilot, and she gonna make sure that I push all the right buttons and get us back on the ground in D.C., or whatever they gonna rename it, Frederick Douglass or something like that. Hey, is Frederick Douglass the guy who was on the Green Acres show? I like that show. He was riding the tractor and she was a very nice looking woman. She wore the furs and the pearls. No, no, no. That was Oliver Douglas, baby. But let's talk about that once we get this bird up in the air. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, from the flight deck, it's going to be a nice flight, we hope. Have a blessed day. I know I'll feel a whole lot more confident knowing that the qualification to be in that cockpit depends almost solely primarily because of the color of the skin of that pilot that co-pilot and what sexual preference they claim to be we'll be right back good morning my name's tony are you here for the united flight academy pilot training school yes i am my name's bob sure was expensive i had to take out a student loan for the tuition the books the fees the registration and all those other things 
I'll probably be in debt for the next 10 years or so. How about you? No, I served in the United States Air Force for six years. My hard-earned GI Bill money will cover my tuition, but I still had to take out a loan for books, fees, registration, and all that other stuff. Hey, by the way, how long have you been flying? I had a physics teacher in high school who had a small private plane. I got a couple of hundred hours experience on weekends and summers flying with him and his wife. Other than that, not much, but I studied aerodynamics, flight theory, and avionics on my own for the past two years. Hey y'all, my name Lakeisha. Y'all here for this flight school? Ah, uh, yes we are. Can you believe all this awesome equipment? Yeah, it looks like we gonna have a lot to learn, but it sure beats working at that fast food joint. They had a lot of controls up in there too, like the picture menu on the cash register and the beeps and all the buzzes on the french fry machines. I never could get the hang of that ice cream machine. You're kidding, right? No, I worked there for over three years after I dropped out of high school and had my second kid. But the baby daddies, they don't want to pay no child support, so I had to try something new. So here I am. So, Akeisha, did you have to take out a student loan to get in? This damn school is very expensive, you know. No, they had this program to get more diversity and minority inclusiveness in the school, so I applied to a local nonprofit in my community. I had to take this test three times, but with the help of those nice people from the diversity department over at the airline, I finally passed, and now they're giving me free scholarship to go here for free, and I ain't gonna have to pay for nothing. Really? Yep, and those Spanish-looking dudes over there, they getting in for free, too. This airline want to have lots of diversity up in the pilot chair. Well, that doesn't seem fair. I'm in debt up to my eyeballs getting into this school. And they told us if you didn't pass the test on the first try, you wash out. Well, look at it. Finally, we starting to get real up in here. It's about time y'all have to pay your fair share. Hey, Tony. It's going to be a long year, buddy. A really long, grueling year. Steve Z and the Truth Hurts Program. All right, so we'll get our heads out of the clouds for a few moments and talk about Representative Ilhan Omar. She's slamming Biden's, quote, shameful, unquote, plan to restart construction on President Donald Trump's xenophobic and racist wall. That's right, boys and girls. I say it often on this program. The Democrats are beginning to eat their own. They're beginning to have buyer's remorse over gropey Joe Biden. Ilhan Omar criticized President Gropey Joe Biden for continuing the construction of Trump's, quote, xenophobic and racist wall, unquote. The Biden administration is now reporting plans to continue limited construction on Donald Trump's crowning achievement that they called racist and xenophobic and cruel. Remember, Gropey Joe previously promised to, quote, not build another foot of wall during his presidency. So he lied again. But he won't be called out as a liar. They'll just say he simply is walking it back. Or they'll call it repairs to existing sections of wall. Omar criticized Biden for continuing that wall. She said it is shameful and unacceptable for a POTUS to continue construction of Trump's xenophobic and racist wall on her Twitter feed. DHS is planning to resume some construction along the wall to do what they call plugging gaps. The news of this wall reconciliation came after Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas reportedly told colleagues that while the White House had frozen spending for wall projects, there is room to make decisions as the administration, as part of the administration, in particular areas of the wall that need renovation, particular projects that need to be finished. 
He stuttered and stammered, much like Gropey Joe, when he said that gaps, gates, and parts of the wall where technology had not been installed could still be built and not break the promise that not another foot of wall would be built under the Biden administration. That, of course, is false. President Gropey Joe froze federal funding for wall construction on his very first day in office as his little temper tantrum spree began, and he said, Anything Donald Trump has built, I'm going to tear down. He issued a 60-day moratorium in which he instructed officials to find a legal way to divert billions of dollars in funding that had been allocated for the wall to other projects. Guess what? We're past day 75 now. The deadline is passed, but there has been no legal means of diverting those funds. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki said on Tuesday that most construction work had been paused, but indicated that some for which funding had already been allocated might continue. Wall construction remains paused, she said, to the extent permitted by law. So some has already been funded through a congressional authorization and funding allocation. As agencies develop a plan, it's paused while agencies are developing a plan for the um, president on the management of the federal funds. She too stutters and stammers and grasps at thin air for words to try and cover the ass of the liar, Joe Biden, the groper in chief. And finally today, a South Korean professional video gamer, if that's really a thing folks, a professional video gamer, a South Korean professional video gamer has described the unspeakable racism he has suffered while based in Texas in a video clip that has gone viral on social media, sparking condemnation of the abuse. The United States has seen a surge in anti-Asian violence in the last year, which Democrats and activists have unjustly blamed on former President Donald Trump's rhetoric especially his repeated description of COVID-19 as the China virus. Newsflash, world, it is the China virus, just like the Spanish flu was the Spanish flu. Lee Eosyok, who plays the game Overwatch for the team Dallas Fuel under the screen name Fearless, said in a question and answer session on a geek streaming platform called Twitch, that this was first time he was experienced such racism. Being Asian here is a terrifying, the 22-year-old said. People keep on trying to pick a fight with us. There's even a people who cough on us. They are deliberately cough on us. They are curse at us while raffing. The racism here is a no joke. A clip from the broadcast was posted with English subtitles on Twitter Tuesday by someone called Jade Swing Chip Kim, a Korean gamer and a manager of the Florida video game team known as the Florida Mayhem. Kim said that she too had experienced racism in the United States and was told Washington Post that these comments gave her whiplash. She said, with everything going on in the States lately, I could not let myself fold this one away as well, so I ended up translating the clip and posting it. The subtitled clip had received about 326,000 views by Thursday morning. It was entitled Uncalled for Hatred. Alleged anti-Asian hate crimes were reported to have tripled from 49 to 122 last year across 16 major U.S. cities, even as overall hate crime was reported to have fallen 7%. This according to a recent report by the Center for the Study of Hate and Extremism. There's actually a, a center 
for the study. Lee said the racist abuse he suffered in Dallas had been happening almost every single day and was terrifying and severe. People would walk up and shout racist slurs, he said, adding that three years ago, when he was based in Ross Angeles, he was able to just peacefully live in the U.S. I don't think we had issues then. Wait a minute. You did not have issues three years ago when Donald Trump was president, and now you're having issues that Gropey Joe is the president? He said there were eight South Korean players and three South Korean coaches at the Dallas Fuel. And he said nobody should ever feel that their safety or their livelihoods are in danger, or that she ever feel threatened just because of their race. Well, let me do something for you here, Mr. Kim. I'm going to offer you the invitation to get on an airplane and go back to Korea. There you won't experience any so-called hate crimes in Korea, where you came from. And if anti-Asian hate crimes have allegedly tripled from 49 to 122 last year, that's not a whole hell of a lot, considering there are millions and millions of Asians in our nation. Why are we not focusing on the hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of black criminals carjacking white people? Why is that not a hate crime? It certainly is a revenge crime. It's motivated by black hatred of white people. But that doesn't make the news. In a statement to U.S. media, the Activision gaming firm said it condemned racism in the strongest possible terms. Lee says, Sometimes I wear my team uniform around on the purpose. If I have my jersey on, I think they realize I'm part of some kind of team, so they don't bother us as much. Okay, whatever, dude. Fake racism narrative pushing forward on the Truth Hurts program. Hey, that's going to wrap up this edition of the show. Go out there and make it a great day, everybody. And don't attack Asian-looking people because you think that individual brought the China flu, the Kung flu, the Kung Fu Wuhan flu, the Wuhan China novel coronavirus 2019. You know, the actual scientific name for it to the United States. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Truth Hurts program. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. We apologize if you were offended, but we retract nothing. Background music by Jason Shaw and Audionautics. Copyright 2021, the Truth Hurts program network. All rights reserved.